0: Welcome to the podcast for Sunday, April 23rd, 2017. May God use this as a blessing to you today. Let us pray. Oh Lord, may the words of my mouth and the meditation of all of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, for you are our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Well, welcome to one of my favorite Sundays in the entire year, Bright Sunday. And it was just 14 years ago that I was having lunch with a United Methodist a colleague of mine in downtown Honolulu. It was this same week, the week following Easter, and we were uh, discussing how Holy, went, uh, Holy Week went with each of our churches. And he said it went really well, and he was now gearing up for Bright Sunday. And I said, Bright Sunday? What's Bright Sunday? Never heard of Bright Sunday. And he said, oh, it's this, it's this tradition that the Eastern Orthodox Church has carried on for centuries. Bright Sunday is a service of laughter. Its theological origins lie in the fact that Easter is the ultimate joke on evil. When evil and sin thought they had the final say when Jesus was crucified, that death had won on Easter morning, surprise, Jesus was alive. This Reverend Fun cartoon kind of sums it all up. Uh, the demons are partying in hell when suddenly on the grave can the stone is being rolled away. Ha, ha, ha. Right? Death does not have the final say. Plus, there's the indisputable fact that the least attended Sunday in the entire Christian year for any denomination is the Sunday after Easter. So it's kind of like a reward for you coming out when everyone else is finding all kinds of other things to be doing this Sunday morning. So instead of a traditional sermon, I get to spend the entire message sharing the gift of humor. I've put together a collection of jokes, stories, writings, video clips, audio clips that I find funny. Hopefully there'll be one or two things that you find funny as well. The book of Ecclesiastes that Howard read for us this morning comes from a portion of the Bible known as Wisdom Literature. The passage that was read was made famous by a 1965 pop hit from The Birds entitled, Turn, Turn, Turn. And we could do a sing-along this morning. All I'd have to do is start by saying, For every season, and then you would... But we're not going to do that. We're not going to do that. But now it'll be in your head for the rest of the day, right? Well... Ecclesiastes serves as a foil to the traditional wisdom literature. It challenges us to both endure the bad times, but also accept the good times that both of them are gifts from God. Therefore, for every season, there is a reason and a time and a purpose for everything under heaven, including a time to laugh and a time to weep. Personally, I love finding opportunities to laugh in church, I think laughter is one of the greatest emotions that God has given us. It, it leads to healing in so many ways. Uh, and for far too long, the church has been seen as a place where laughter does not mix. But not in my book and not on my watch. That is my motto. So we are moving on to Bright Sunday. Speaking of wisdom literature, another book in the Bible that falls under wisdom category is the book of Proverbs. According to Dictionary.com, a proverb is a short, popular saying, usually of unknown and ancient origin, that expresses effectively some commonplace truth or useful thought. A while back, I received an email, purportedly was uh, the result of a first grade teacher's project with her class on proverbs. She gave each of her six-year-olds the first half of a well-known proverb and asked them to finish the proverb. Here are a few of their responses. It is always darkest before daylight savings time. (laughs) Yep. Uh, Strike while the bug is close. (laughs) You're so close, Ed, so close. Don't bite the hand that looks dirty. (laughs) You never know where it's been, right? Right? A penny saved is not much, actually. (laughs) Like, really, especially with inflation. Uh, Where there's smoke, there's pollution. Appropriate for Earth Day weekend, right? Uh, A a bird in the hand is probably going to poop on you, so be careful. Yeah. Uh, If you lie down with dogs you will stink in the morning. Yeah, especially the dogs I've had in the past. Uh, Laugh, and the whole world laughs with you. Cry, and you're probably going to have to blow your nose. Or maybe the snot bubbles will start coming out after that. Uh, Children should be seen and not... spanked or grounded. Remember, these are six-year-olds answering the question. And finally... Better late than pregnant. (laughs) All right, moving on, moving on. Uh, House Hunters is a popular show on HGTV. Uh, The premise is simple. The show takes viewers behind the scenes as individuals, couples, and families learn what to look for and decide whether or not a particular home is meant for them. John Christ and Aaron Tuning have put together a parody video of that show called Church Hunters, and it follows a young couple as they look for their new home church. Let's watch this together.
1: Nick and Molly just moved to the city and can't agree on what they want. They're young and energetic and looking for a new church home. We'll take some personality tests, tour the sites, ask some questions, and based on taste, experience, and location, we'll find them the perfect congregation. I'm Corey Clark, and welcome to Church Hunters.
2: We're so excited to find a church. We just started dating.
0: Um, With the churches we go to now, just not, like,
3: for us, just not really doing it for us, you know?
2: Right. I, I go to a satellite campus. I just find it hard to connect emotionally with a video screen. It's just...
0: Okay, you cried during Cake Boss... So, like, we've been doing a lot of services online,
3: a lot of podcasts. There are a lot of preachers we do like.
2: Really good, but we want we want serious yet funny.
0: Yeah, like commanding of the stage yet relatable. You mm-hmm. know,
2: we're more looking for uh, the humor of Andy Stanley with the body of Stephen Furtick.
1: Hey guys, what's happening? I'm Corey. Good to see you. My name's Nick. This hey, is Mom. Molly. Hey guys, welcome to Church Hunters. This is your first church. This is Creekside First Baptist. So while it is traditional, it's still pretty current. Just okay. this year, the pastor started untucking his shirts. Oh, wow. <laughs> deal. He does dress his age though, so don't worry. He's past the Osteen suit phase, but he hasn't gone full Giglio yet. Okay, so there's holes in the knees or no? Well, it's frayed, but no holes. Frayed? Oh. No, okay, got it. Yeah. Perfect. Okay. So hey, let me show you around, okay? Right. Come Let's on. Do it. I do love this lobby. It's a great <laughs> lobby. You know, yeah. it's not too big, not too small. Yeah. It should be enough. Room to catch up, chat with your friends. You but here's a great thing there's a bunch of side exits, so if you need to leave early and catch the game, you can do that. Got it. Yes. <laughs> Honestly, right up front, uh, didn't love the name.
2: No. I First Baptist? Who names a church that anymore? I just...
1: Not these days. We're looking no. for like a Thrive Church, maybe Relevant Church, I don't know, Radiant Church, something. This is the soundboard they use here. Okay. Now remember, oh, right. it's pretty traditional here. So when Sunday comes around, they turn it way down low. Got it. <laughs> yeah. But the one knock on this church, they still use the child care numbering system on the screens. Ooh. Uh, for the yeah. View. Or as the moms like to call it, the Sanctuary Walk of Shame. Yeah. <laughs>
2: The Sunday morning experience was just a little too traditional for us. For us.
1: us. I mean, the pastor's main point, 157 characters. I can't tweet that. (laughs) I really think you guys are going to love this place. I like it. We do. We like it. It feels great. You know, it's diverse, but it's not like too diverse, you know? Uh,
2: um, Scripture-heavy sermons? Oh, yeah. Yeah? Yeah.
1: What about, uh, is it community-oriented? Absolutely. Great.
2: Women in ministry?
1: The parking situation, you guys got to see it. super rare nowadays. <laughs>
2: come with me. It was like a, a maybe for when my parents we'll come in into to town yeah. for a church for Christmas, Easter type of church. Like a holiday Holidays. type church.
1: One of the main reasons that I love this church for you guys is that on your personality test, Molly, you scored high in service and hospitality.
2: Oh, babe. And there's oh. a
1: great welcome team you could join. Perfect. Okay. And then Nick, you scored really high in need for accountability. Wow. And the men's groups here are amazing. <laughs> you just, you're just going to put that out there? Thank God, God knows your heart, Okay. <laughs> on the next episode of Church Hunters. I think you're really going to love this place. They take relevance to a whole new level. This church identifies as interdenominational. denominational This pastor speaks out of a brand new translation. It's the Tumblr Bible.
0: <laughs> During a church service, as was their custom, a pastor asked the congregation, if anyone had a praise report that they would uh, like to get up and share for answered prayer. While well, a woman stood up and came forward. With her voice trembling, she said, I... I have a big reason to praise the Lord today. Two months ago, my husband Steve had a terrible bike wreck. His scrotum was completely crushed. The, the pain was excruciating. The doctors didn't know if they could help him. And you could hear an audible gasp from the congregation as the men were imagining the, the poor pain that Steve felt. The woman concluded, Steve, Steve was am, unable to hold me or the children, and every move caused terrible pain. We prayed as the doctors performed an extremely delicate operation, and they were able to piece together the crushed remnants of his scrotum and wrap titanium wire around it to hold it in place. Again, the men in the congregation were squirming uncomfortably as they imagined this horrible surgery performed on Steve. But praise God, the woman said, now Steve is out of the hospital, he's on the mend, and the doctors say with time his scrotum should completely recover, and all the men in the congregation gave a big sigh of relief. Well, not expecting anyone to be quite as graphic as that, the pastor still invited others that want to come up and give a praise report, and one man stood up and slowly walked to the front. He said, hi, my, my name is Steve, and the whole congregation held their breath. And I just wanted to tell my lovely wife the word is sternum. Sternum. <laughs> Gary Gullman is a comedian that I first heard on uh, Sirius XM radio when I was driving a few months or so ago, and I heard this piece and knew it would be perfect for Bright Sunday. It's called The Walrus.
3: I watch an animal show. I don't care. Uh, watched a great documentary about the walrus... What a great animal the walrus is. I love it. I love it. It's got flippers, tusks, a mustache. It looks like something God built last minute. It's like God was up late on the sixth day, exhausted. It's just it's, Oh, does it do tomorrow? I'm feeling very creative. Can I just uh, put together some of my earlier work to do a, uh, a best of? How would that be? to God's Greatest Hits? Yeah, that'll be good. I'll put together the uh, seal, the elephant, and Burt Reynolds. <laughs> Why the mustache? That's what I love on the walrus, the mustache. Like my eighth grade science teacher, Mr. Ghibli, he told us that a lot of animals, they, did you have him? They adapt certain features. They adapt certain features to fit in with their environment. What environment did the walrus find himself in where he's like, shit, I need a mustache. I, uh, I'm going to fit in here. I'm going to need to rock a stash for a while. You know? Do you need to buy bear in high school? No, really. I'm 21. Just sell me a six-pack. I was like, walrus, is that you? Oh, geez, walrus. ever see this animal, the woolly mammoth? Not in person, but on TV. Because like, it's extinct. And I miss it. I miss it terribly. Um, the woolly mammoth. My only problem with the woolly mammoth, do we really need the woolly at this point? Are there so many other mammoths roaming around that people would be confused if you just said you saw a, woo- a mammoth? Dude, I, I just ran over a mammoth in the middle of the street, and I tried to swerve but you can't, you can't miss it. I hit a mammoth. A like, mammoth? <laughs> A little vague. <laughs> what uh, type of mammoth? Oh, the woolly. Yeah, the woolly. That, uh, that is a majestic beast. I thought you were talking about the corduroy mammoth, which of course died out a long time ago because the hunters could always hear it coming.
0: <laughs> For 20 years, uh, ReverendFun.com was a website that put up religiously themed one panel comics on a variety of biblical subjects. And Though it's suspended creating new stories or new uh, comics back in 2015, I still love scrolling through the archives and finding ones that I find funny, like these. Two Israelites picking up white stuff in the desert with birds flying overhead, and one guy says, dude, that's not manna. (laughs) Or a pastor says to an empty congregation, first off, I'm happy to see that so many of you are enjoying the new streaming of our services online. (laughs) Yeah. Or with cell phones sticking above the parting waters, the caption reads, There were so many selfie sticks at the crossing of the Red Sea, it was nearly classified as another plague. And finally, a female usher says to a family in the pews, Pardon me, sir. We're just a few minutes from the benediction. I need you to return your pew to its full and upright position. Chandra Pierce is a comedian who has been making audiences laugh for over two decades. Billboard magazine calls her the country comic as she combines her fierce wit with her southern charm. Here's a clip from one of her live concerts talking about the game, Have You Seen Jesus? It actually sounds like a game that we would play really well up here in the Antelope Valley. Let's watch.
4: One of our favorite games to play as a family around the holiday season uh, is uh, Have You Seen Jesus? It's just something we do. We have this plastic nativity set. So on a really windy night, (laughs) we usually lose them. And so as a family, cousins, we all gather in and we just go through the night. Excuse me, have you seen Jesus? you knock on your neighbor's door I'm sorry but could we have Jesus back he's in your he's in your bushes and, you, know. you come home from church Joseph is face down in a ditch somewhere <laughs> Mary's falling over a big hole in her head Mary don't know it's over you know and so we just they just scatter you know we just that's the kind of thing this year just to make sure we're you know all together we wired the wise men on the front of my husband's car (laughs) we just thought that'd be funny because it's the only you know documented incident where men actually ask for directions She just had to go there, didn't she? <laughs> no, so we just thought it would be funny. It would help, help my husband out a little bit. A little gold frankincense and myrrh. Just dragging along behind him.
0: I enjoy reading church signs, and a few Christmases ago, I received a wonderful book called Church Signs Across America. Uh, Unfortunately, these signs weren't in the book, but they're pretty interesting nonetheless. They're, They're from two churches directly across the street from each other, Our Lady of Martyrs, Catholic Church, and Beulah, Presbyterian Church. So Our Lady of Martyrs started things off with the sign, All Dogs Go to Heaven, which is a wonderful sentiment, especially for those of us who are canine lovers. Uh, But Beulah Presbyterian Church thought it was bad theology. So they put up this sign. Oops, that's out of order. Only humans go to heaven, read the Bible. (laughs) Which prompted the Catholics to write, God loves all his creations, dogs included. Well, not wanting to be outdone, Beulah responded with, Dogs don't have souls, this is not open for debate. To which their Catholic neighbors retorted, Catholic dogs go to heaven, Presbyterian dogs can talk to their pastor. So you would think that would be the end of it there, right? But no. The Presbyterians had to speak the truth in love as they knew it. So they wrote, "Converting to Catholicism doesn't magically grant your dog a soul. Only to be matched by our lady's post, Free Dog Souls with Conversions. Now, you have to admit, uh, the Catholics seem to have a much better sense of humor about this whole matter, don't they? Well, Beulah congregation tried one last time to share uh, the orthodox statement, and they said, dogs are animals, there aren't any rocks in heaven either, which was followed by all rocks go to heaven. And you know, it made me think, in Matthew chapter 3, uh, Jesus says that God can use the very stones to shout out praises to, to, to God. So maybe, uh, maybe they, he knew something that Beulah Presbyterian didn't. Uh, Pinterest is a, a web and mobile application company that operates a photo-sharing website. Pinterest CEO Ben Silberman summarized the company as a catalog of ideas uh, rather than a social network, it, it inspires users to go out and do that thing, whatever that thing may be that you're looking up. So we get many of our messy church craft ideas from Pinterest. It's also great for recipes and any tips and tricks that you might uh, want to do for anything that you're wanting to do. Some, there are even some funny church memes, like uh, this child uh, saying over the phone, so today at church, a guy in a suit tried to drown me, and I kid you not, my family just stood there taking pictures. <laughs> Or when you go to a church anniversary celebration at 6 and have a yoga class at 7.30. Very multifunctional dress that woman has on right there. Or when uh, you've already started eating, but then someone prays. That's what you look like. Uh, This holy Bible is being uh, touted as a signed copy to which the (laughs) meme writer says, I'm a bit skeptical. And finally, uh, there's a scripture printed above the urinal in the men's bathroom at a church that says, finally, brothers, aim for perfection, <laughs> and the God of love and peace will be with you, 2 Corinthians 13, 11. <laughs> Tim Hawkins is a comedian that's known not only for his humorous stories, but also his humorous song parodies. And in this clip from a prior concert, he talks about the time one of his friends asked him to sing at his wedding. Let's watch.
3: Well, music helps us out a lot. I uh, I love to sing. I love to sing. I, I sing in weddings, believe it or not. Um, why don't you all shut your mouth? I had a friend call me not too long ago. He said, dude, I'm getting married. I want you to sing in my wedding. I'm like, okay, I'd be honored. When are you getting married? He goes, in two weeks. I'm like, well, thanks for the heads up. <laughs> I said, uh, well, what do you, when you want? He goes, well, my friend, I wanted to sing. He fell through, so called you well flattered thank you I said okay when do you want me to sing to the wedding he goes well when the bride's walking down the aisle I want you to sing then you sure about that (laughs) I said okay uh, well what do you want me to sing he goes you pick yeah that's what I was thinking half of me's going no way the other half of me's like I can make this a wedding no one's ever going to forget There's a lot of songs that wouldn't go well. be very, very appropriate at a wedding. We're walking down that.
0: What's love got to do? Got to do?
3: That wouldn't be very appropriate. Heard it from a friend who Heard it from a friend who Heard it from another you've been
0: messing around
1: That wouldn't be good at all.
3: My best friend's girl <laughs> But she used to be mine my... no. Might lose a friend over that one. <laughs> oh, there's worse But I still haven't found <laughs> What I'm looking for <laughs> You can't always get what you want <laughs> But you can try sometimes i you get what you need.
0: Yeah. I'll conclude our 2017 Bright Sunday message with one of my favorite jokes that I've received via email over the years. It's the second coming of Christ. And before the world ends, Jesus wants to go out fishing one last time. So he gets his friend Moses, and they head up to Minnesota to fish. Don't you know? Uh, and they're about to rent a canoe when Moses says, Jesus... Can't you still walk on water? Well, let, let, why don't we just walk out there? So Jesus takes his reel and his tackle and steps out on the lake, and he falls knee-deep into the lake. Well, well, maybe you need a head start or something, Moses says. Uh, why don't you go out to the end of the dock and then step off? So Jesus gets his reel and his tackle, and he steps off the end of the dock and falls into the water up to his waist. Moses says, okay, okay, let's, let's go rent a boat. We'll row out to the center of the lake, and then we'll try it from out there. So they rent a boat, they make it out to the middle of the lake. Jesus is about to step off and try one more time when Moses says, "Oh,, wait, Jesus, just, just to be safe, Try to put yourself back in the state of mind that you were when you first stepped out onto the water. So, Jesus sits down, he bows his head and prays for a few minutes. He looks up to the heavens and then boldly steps out of the canoe and goes right to the bottom. So, Moses does the water parting thing, pulls Jesus back up into the boat. Jesus is crestfallen. He he hasn't felt this bad in a long, long time. He just can't figure out what's going wrong. And embarrassed for him, Moses just kind of stares down at the bottom of the boat. And for the longest time, there's just this awkward silence between the two of them. And then Moses lights up. Jesus, I think I know what's wrong. Did you have those holes in your feet the last time that you tried this? (laughs) For everything there is a season and a time for every matter under heaven. Thanks be to God for the the gift of groaning and laughter and joy. May joy ooze from our lives this week. And all God's people said, amen. amen. Let us rise and-